gear up as Cash Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Cash Miller. I'm host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Today, we're talking email marketing, but really how you can take it and improve your retention rates, you know, because email marketing is about reaching, you know, people you're already dealing with. Yeah, and if you're already dealing with them, you want to be able to bring them back in. You know, you have the opportunity to sell more to them, you know, really build the awareness of what you do. I've got with me, you know, Toby Chapman of Everboost. And he is, you know, his company focuses on email marketing. It's one of their specialties. Toby, it's great to have you on. Tell us, uh, you know, about yourself and what you do exactly. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Cash. Um, so I'm the founder of Everboost, which is a retention marketing agency exclusively for DGC supplement and skincare brands. And our main offering is email and SMS. So we control the entire backend and we basically turn cold leads into first-time customers, first-time customers into repeat buyers. So you get customers to buy more, more often and quicker. That's great. You know, repeat business, it's often one of those things that is so overlooked when it comes to, you know, business and sales in general. It's easier to keep a client or a customer than it is to gain a new one. Okay. So, you know, once you have them and if you're doing your job well and you're providing great customer service and they love your products, they'll come back. But You've got to make sure that they stay aware of you. And that's where things like email marketing comes in. Because if you're not communicating with it, you know, with them, they're gonna forget you exist. You know, it's just what it is, right? Yeah, I think a lot of brands think that once they get that first purchase, their job is done, or once they've sort of driven the traffic to their site, they just leave it down to that. But most PR, especially nowadays, is I think a lot of people like to take a lot more time before making a purchase especially when it's things like, uh, you know, consumer packaged goods, skincare, supplements. So just being able to, you know, capture this data and having them in your database to sort of continue to nurture them is is vital and is an essential part of any e-commerce business nowadays. Yeah, right. You know, it is, you know, like say everybody thinks of, hey, I needed to drive this many you know, new customers and all of this. But, you know, like I say a ton of business is repeat business. You know, it's it's that recurring sales that you can get, you know, no matter what, you know, what it is that you're getting it from. You know, like I say we're in a, a sort of the era of the subscription anyway. Yeah. You know, and everything seems to be on subscription, you know, that we buy nowadays. But email is really, it's about, you know, obviously staying in touch with people and, and whatnot. And so what you have is, and we're going to kind of focus on today is the post-purchase sequence. You know, what does it look like after they bought to be able to stay in touch with these people and really communicate and get them coming back for more, you know? So let's, you know, that's what we're covering. Let's start there. What's the, what is the primary goal? You know, the post-purchase sequence, what, what are we trying to achieve? Yeah. So like I mentioned a minute ago, brands think their job is done once someone purchases, but in reality, it only just begins. So the main goal of the post-purchase sequence is simply to enhance customer experience and remove any buyer's remorse that they might have because people might make a purchase and if you leave them in the dark, they'll start dwindling thinking, of, have I made the right decision here? Yeah. So the main thing is just to reinforce their decision, continue to educate and stay top of mind with them um, and there's many, many ways that you can do this that I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about. Uh, but the main thing is just simply to keep your brand top of mind and make them feel good about the decision that they made. 
Yeah. So what we're starting with is is sort of the reminders because, you know, it's like, hey, they just bought. OK, so you're not necessarily going to get them to come back and say, hey, let's buy more. You know, it's two days later. You know, it's like, hey, thanks for buying this. Now I want to sell you this. You know, you want us you're the the next you know step kind of is, is that you're going to start educating them, you know, because often, you know, depending on what you do and what you sell and everything, you've got more than one product. You know, you, you could have a whole, you know, array of things that you're able to do for them, but they came for you to you for one specific thing. You know, they bought one product. Uh, you walk, walk into a large retailer and you're going to see thousands or even tens of thousands of items. And, but online, you know, it was one thing. So, you know, when we, so that one of the first things out the gate is we want to start educating. You know, so so talk about that for a minute. Like, what should we be sending? You know, after how long should we be you know waiting before we get to these sends and stuff? You know, as we're you know starting you know putting them onto that journey of becoming a regular repeat buyer. Yeah, I think the immediate so immediately after they make an order or give it a bit of time just in case they do end up canceling the order, a slight delay. <laughs> just say you know thank them, say acknowledge their order, thank you for their. The money that they've just given you, um, just to you know, start building that relationship. But mm-hmm. in terms of you know, educating a big one, especially within supplement skincare, but also you know, things like tech, is product educate education and sort of how to guides, mm-hmm. because you don't want the customer to get that product and have no idea how to use it properly. Yeah, because that's only going to lead to you know, improper use, which they're not going to see the proper results. Or they might feel overwhelmed and just not activate the product at all. So a big one is, like I said, how to guys just run them through step by step what they must do. And as well as this, answering any frequently asked questions or um, covering any like misconceptions, just to set you know be transparent and not let them have any kind of belief that they think, oh, I'm going to get the results within seven days. Yeah, if it takes. Two months, you say, it takes two consistent months of use before you see the best results. And that's where, you know, you start building that habit for them to use the product, which is ultimately, which is going to keep them on in the long run and get those repeat purchases. Yeah. And if your products, like we deal in the, I say we do a bunch of email marketing, but we do it for retailers and especially in like the hardware space and whatnot. And, you know, so they can buy a specific product and you can educate them, but they can be in a category. You know, so for example, you could end up buying gardening tools and stuff, and you can educate them on the proper use of the of whatever tool it is that they bought. But then you can also start educating them on ways to care for a garden and stuff. You know, so other things that kind of say, hey, we're also, you know, you bought this tool for this category, and here are you know things that you could be doing to improve your gardening or whatever it is you're doing, so you get better at it, which eventually can lead into you know additional recommendations of tools and stuff that might be able to help. You know, there's a number of like, say, you know, you're putting them on a journey here, right? Yeah. I think like you said earlier on is some brands make the mistake of straight away going in with an upsell or a cross sell, yeah, not giving them chance to actually test out these products, but there is a right. way that you can, you know, kind of get around this. So it depends on on like your fulfillment process and mm-hmm. how quickly you package orders, et cetera. But something that we like to do is like a plain text email from, obviously it's not from them, but from the, the warehouse manager or customer support oh, team yeah. and say, oh, look, I've seen you, you've 
you've made a purchase on for this product. I really like that, but I find it pairs well with this. Why don't I give you my unique discount code? So that's a nice way of getting oh, around it. But yeah. in terms of yeah, taking them on the journey, I think say with you know supplements can get that sort of thing. Say yeah. if there's a, a gut health supplement, just continuing to provide education on this. It might not be directly going for sales, but nurturing these subscribers and providing value is what in the end is going to yeah. get them coming back and build a customer for life, really. Yeah, like I said, that's the idea with, you know, providing value, even if you're not educating about the specific tool, but you're educating in the category that the tool is used, you know, that that's providing additional value and things that you can be doing, you know, um, you know, for example, if you, uh, you know, you sell pool supplies, you know, and people do their own pool cleaning and things like that, well, you're educating on ways to keep, you know, better ways to keep it clean. Not necessarily on any specific products or anything they have to buy, just techniques, you know, reminders and stuff like that, that you're saying, you know, because they bought that, you know that they're in that category. And then you can start educating on, you know, things that they could be doing, you know, to keep it clean that are not necessarily about buying other chemicals or products or anything like that in that particular moment. Yeah, I think I can't remember the name of the brand, but they sell some kind of rocking gear. And they don't directly sell you on their product. They mm -hmm. kind of give you homemade ways of doing it. Uh, and I think over time, so similar to that, that pool cleaning one, there might be alternative ways of doing it, but you come around to realize that the product that that brand is selling is the best way to do it. And that's, then you yeah. bring in the same. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a very common like sales strategy. Let me educate you on everything you need to do. Okay. You will come to the realization you don't want to do it all. You know, and then I can either do it for, you know, uh, better for you and you'd rather pay me to do it or I have a product that can do it better, you know, than you might be able to do. It's like, hey, here's everything you could do manually. But I have this one piece of, you know, this product here that for $50 will get it all done for you in like one tenth the time and stuff, you know, and if you're just willing to shell out $50. So, you know, in email marketing, that's a strategy that can, you know, be used all the time because, again, education is one of the best things, you know, to be doing. And you already have an idea because of what they bought, what they're interested in. Yeah, exactly. I think... Like you said, just being able to kind of hint at your products and mm -hmm. kind of nurture over time is is what you want to. You don't directly want to say, right, buy this. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, we do a lot of video production and stuff, and one of the types of videos you can do are, are known as uh, brand anthems. And a brand anthem is a video that where you see basically products in use, but they don't ever bother to me. You know, mention the products. You know, think of uh, you know Nike. You see someone running. You can see it kind of focuses a little bit on the shoes or anything. I couldn't tell you what shoes they're using. I don't even, but I, what I know is it's Nike. You know, it's like I say, and hiking it often does these kinds of things. You know, um, you're, you know, you're hiking, you're camping and all of this. And you, you see the tents, you know, you don't see the brands or anything. You know, you don't even learn the brand to the end. Because they're telling a story and you can use email to educate, tell stories and stuff. You know, you can do it that, that way. And that's, that's where that post sequence comes in. You know, I say, I've got you in. I know what you bought. And now I can start telling you a story that can help educate you and build up enthusiasm for this you know, particular category, depending on what it is you do. Yeah, I think that's where kind of um, like the transformation of stories with, say, say if someone had really bad acne. 
and they they start taking this product and after two months it clears up completely mm-hmm. you don't directly talk about the product but you talk about their from so the past what they went through whilst using the product and the future yeah and if you're able to provoke emotions like that that yeah that's what sells yeah exactly because what you're doing you know and and yeah you could show that their skin cleared up and all of that kind of stuff but what you're actually talking about is the emotional transformation that they went through because they feel so much better about themselves than you know they did before you know and so it is the story and yes you can you know have you know, video and pictures and stuff of how, you know, there was a difference, but really if you're showing them more of doing activities, you know, daily things with their friends and everything, the confidence level that they now have because they don't feel embarrassed by the acne. Yeah, exactly. I think it comes back to that, that kind of wellness thing is sell the, sell the, uh, the benefits, not the features. Yeah, and exactly. If you can sell them what their life will look like after they've used the product, then you'll have a much easier job because there are so, so many, you know, skincare brands, supplement brands, whatever brand it is. And a lot of them say things like, you know, we're, we're sustainable, et cetera. When most of them, they kind of have the same features. But if you can really nail the storytelling side of things, yeah, then you'll stand out massively. Yeah. That's, you know, one thing that um, I often end up talking about is like, what makes you unique, what makes you stand out and stuff. And it is, it's how it can be totally how you tell the story and everything that you do, whether it's a social media or you use video, I say, you know, marketing, you're trying to tell the story and, you know, so you're, you're building up that brand loyalty to it. And you're, because you're doing it in this like indirect way, you're not, you know, it's not right in your face of, Hey, bye, bye, bye. It is more of, you know, I say, this is kind of a lifestyle. This is the things you need to do. You know, um, you think of, uh, you know, if you're talking skincare and you're thinking lotions and stuff and you often see people how, you know, they their skin looks so much more healthy and, you know, it's because they're using these products and they've made it part of their life, you know, to be able to do that. And that's how, you know, you start building that customer loyalty, that repeat, you know, sales model from these people because they're not just trying, you know, to do this once. Yeah, I think like you said, it's not, the, the way that the post-purchase differs is you're not directly going for sales. You're starting to build these customer relationships with this value-based content. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, selling these transformational stories, um, sh- showing off, you know, product reviews, et cetera. You're not trying to convert them. You're just continuing to build that relationship. You've done your initial job of educating them on the brand, right. what the products are, but now it's a case of ingraining that in their mind and, almost becoming, like you said, part of their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it become part of the lifestyle. Now, okay, so let's let's move further down the road. So we're, we've, we've taken to using our emails and we're educating and we're really building up, you know, like what we are as a company with them. You know, so we're doing some storytelling and stuff where, you know, I say they start to understand us as a brand. But the whole point is eventually to start turning this into sales. Okay, so how do we how do we transition? We're the storytelling never stops. Okay, but how do we transition into that where we do start, you know, soliciting essentially, you know, sales opportunities and whatnot? You know, like I say you're not going to totally pivot. You're not going to stop doing one to switch to the other because that's too that's very blatant and obvious and everything. So you got to make so what does the transition look like so you can actually gain sales from it? Yeah, I think before even going into that is 
you have to have a good product in place. If you've got a terrible product, your emails can be the best in the world. <laughs> yeah. Storytelling can be the best in the world, but it's not going to sell. So once you've got a good product in place, I think the time that you start pivoting is give, give them enough time to you know, use the product and start noticing some benefits. And once they get that initial kind of excitement that, you know, they've had a win, that's when you can go and say, oh, you know, how's your skin looking or how are you feeling? This will make you feel even better. So it's giving them enough time to to test, but not leaving it too long that they the excitement has worn off. So, so you make an interesting point there because depending on the, the product, and this can be skincare or something else, that time period might be different. So, you know, in email, you can do audience segmentation. You know, so you can take the, you know, you can have a thousand emails and you could say, okay, 500 bought, you know, product A and 500 bought product B and product A, to your point of, you know, that it could take time to see the difference. So on the assumption that they started using product a in a day or two you know that it takes a week or two you know to start having an effect you know on that person whoever's using it assuming that they're using it per the instructions right yeah well that audience might get the transition two weeks down the road where you start you start you know basically asking the question kind of like you said you know are you seeing the difference yeah is it paying off you know and and you can also think of not necessarily um that you would try to push another sale because you have other business benefits that you could do so for example you get into you know two weeks later and you're saying have you started to see the difference if so and you like what you're seeing could you write us a review yeah Yeah, i think a big one with reviews and feedback is especially in the e-commerce space, is UGC now. So mm-hmm. if you can get them to give you a piece of UGC, they almost it almost builds a kind of like a bond with the brand because yeah. putting your face out there is quite a big commitment. So if you're able to get that, then that's a huge, huge help. And people love just giving feedback and their, their opinions in general. Yeah. People love hearing their own voices, yeah. as bad as it sounds. So just asking for it, you know, how, how do you want this the, the business to pivot or what, what new products yeah. do you want to see? And again, yeah. that's still, they still feel like they've got involvement. It's keeping that excitement there. And you're kind of envisioning, getting them to envision what the future will look like when these products come out. Yeah, that's exactly it. So you can start getting product testimonials. You can start asking for other things that, you know, they think they would benefit from, you know, and you, you know, you continue to learn. And then, you know, you, on the other side, you can have that product B and the product B just has a different time frame. You can do the same things, but you would know that because these people are using this product, this is what they purchased. Their, you know, transformation might be four weeks down the road or something like that. So it's understanding that you're asking the right questions at the right time based on that product. And you want to split things up accordingly. And, you know, it's about knowing your audience and where they belong. Yeah, exactly. I think, it's a good point that you made there is relevance and timing. You just, you have to send the right message at the right time and that's what will sell it. Mm-hmm. So that, that's where the segmentation really comes in. Like I said, if a product takes two weeks to work, four weeks to work, if you can hit the messaging at the right time, then yeah. that's all that matters. People think, oh, if I just put a first name in the email, that's, that's enough personalization. That'll sell. Again, it's nice. It's a nice touch, but that's, that's not what does it. It's, yeah sending something that's relevant and unique to that person that makes them feel sort of valued. 
Yeah. And like I say, we, like I say, we do, you know, with hardware email. So if you take it out of like skincare and you apply it to a retail space and, you know, like I say it could be that it's, you know, gardening season and you know that they bought gardening tools and eventually you get out of that season, you know, you would plan to make a pivot to something else if you can for the seasonal change that is potentially related, you know, knowing that there's a point where you still have this customer in the, you know, in your database, you know, they're still, you have their email, they're still part of the list, but the messaging over time would end up pivoting to different things. Cause eventually that product, whatever is going to run its course, you know, if you, if it's a skincare product and it was meant to be used over 60 days or something like that to, to have a, you know, full effect, well, eventually they're going to get to the end. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. I think, there's something with skincare supplements is the say if you're going into winter mm-hmm. obviously certain illnesses and things you know pop up so again it all just ties back into relevance that is that's yeah. no matter like like i said you can have the, the best looking emails the best offers if it doesn't match that person their situation it's you're not going to get anywhere yeah, that's why you want to, you know, really pay attention. Like I say the segmentation matters because you'll know based on what they're buying where you might, you know, like if it runs its course, you want to have a plan to be able to pivot them into, you know, something different that is still relevant to what it was they bought originally and such. Because maybe that, you know, it could be that there's a another level that they can take it to. You know, there are, you know, like I say there's any number of things. If I go back to a gardening example and stuff, well, there are certain things you can plant in winter, you know, so, but you got to start making the, you know, you got to change your recommendations, which could change what you're able to then, you know, maybe sell them, you know, as well, because there's going to be a different line of things possibly that are related, but I say in a sense, seasonal or time-based or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. I think the, especially with um, those, as, as the seasons change, you need to, with the segmentation, you, you need to be careful not getting too granular with it. Yeah. So especially if you've got a smaller database, you need to sure. find the line between, am I allocating my resources yeah, in the true. right yeah. spot? Because you can get, you know, like I said, too granular where the return for how much time you're putting it in isn't significant. Um, but with these big databases, there is so much potential to really get nitty gritty and make those. Yeah. yeah, you make a really good point. You know, the you get more granular, the bigger the list is, essentially. Mm. The smaller it is, the less you're going to be able to do that because of the fact that you're just it's not going to be worth the time. Because, yeah, if your list was, you know, 500 people and you can, you know, the it's only going to apply to 100 of them. It's not enough people to make it worth it. You know, but if your list is 100,000 people you know, or a million people or something like that, then it's going to start to have a lot more impact because you're going to see the value because now it's not, you know, it's not a million people on a list. It could be 10 lists that are a hundred thousand each, you know, because they all bought into a different product category, you know, some sort of top level category. And then they're, you know, potentially segmented further from that, you know, so there's, you know, a number of things you can do, you know, on that front. So, but now how, well, I say, you know, how do we get to the point where we're actually going to try to sell them something new? You know, how do we, and how, how are we, you know, making sure we're careful about it? Cause we don't want them unsubscribing and stuff. We don't want to seem too bushy. You know, like I say we're, 
we've been gradually influencing them down this road. Yeah, I think before we even get, well, before you go into the sales down the road, if you do want to do an upsell or a cross sell as soon as you can, I think it's better to do it, you know, like the way I mentioned with the plain text or with something like an app like After Sell, um, where on the thank you pages they can make these purchases. But there's also another app called Wonderment that uses a branded tracking page where they don't directly say, oh, buy this, but they have the products mm. at the bottom of the page that gets you looking. Um, but I think once you say, so if you've been nurturing for a while, the time to pivot for another sale, it get, it's going to massively depend on what product they've purchased. Yeah. Because, okay. uh, and the results it takes f- to see that. If, if you go in too early, you're going to annoy them. Like I said, that they'll unsubscribe. But if you leave it too late, they might just never never restock. So it's entirely dependent on what you're selling and how long it takes to receive see results and how long you know, the product lasts. Yeah, and I think you can also go back into the audience segmentation, but you're doing it based on their actions too. You know, so because you can take and put people into different lists based on whether they click. So, you know, you start with your open rates and you start with people that are actually looking at your emails, but then, you know, so you're basing it on interest level. You know, if they're opening the emails or at least reading the content, but if they're not clicking on anything, then there's not necessarily, you know, cause a lot of, you know, newsletter style emails, product emails, they can be educating and they might have some products listed that are just related. They're not the forefront. They're, they're, you know, Further down the email, they're just, hey, they're more like, um, by the way, we also offer, you know, these kinds of things if you're interested. But if you find them clicking on that such, you know, that that those uh, products, then you've got an opportunity potentially to, you know, there is an earlier interest. So based on what they're doing, the actions they're taking on the email, you can start breaking them up into uh, smaller audiences and you can have follow on email sequences already prepared based on what they were doing. So if they're opening, okay, you you know, you have one thing, you know, yes, they're willing to look, but if they're actually actively clicking on different products, whether they're making a purchase or not, you know that they're more open to it, you know, and so you can start to shift the tone of their emails. You just, you automatically move them to a different audience and you start building up a different one to work with, you know, with the idea that you can be more promotional in nature. You know, because you can also test things like coupons and stuff, you know, follow ons to see what kind of, you know, hey, if you put this in there and it's not a prominent thing, but you still find people are clicking it. Well, they're you'll you'll understand that they're going to be more susceptible to offers. You know, so there's things you can do like that. Yeah, it's a good point you make about the the sort of engagement and the clicks is I think that's one of the key KPIs to track with the post patch sequences is click through rate, if not the most important, because. The post-purchase emails and especially transaction emails, they're well, transaction emails have a, a very high click-through rate. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of brands don't capitalize on this because there's an opportunity for those click-throughs to go to something that people make a purchase. So yeah, if someone's if people are engaging and clicking, then they are much higher intent and you need to capitalize on that intent. You can't just hope that they make a purchase. That's yeah. where you really need to go in with this targeted messaging with these complimentary cross-sells. And hopefully they, they cross the line and make a repeat purchase. Yeah. And I say you're putting them into, you know, you're going to have different levels of interest and that's what you're doing. You're segmenting based on the level of interest. And then you can be more upfront about, you know, putting more products in front of them earlier in the cycle versus, you know, some that are not showing much interest, you know, why send a promotional, you know, email 
to sell a product to somebody that didn't even open up the educational emails to begin with, you know? So in that case, you've got to do things that are more compelling to get them activated essentially, you know, yes, they bought originally, but they never bothered opening any emails. Yeah. And I think it's, there, there needs to be a, a, a clear difference in strategy between like a first time purchaser and a repeat purchaser. Someone who's purchased multiple times, they don't need as much convincing. Mm-hmm. It just needs to simply be, you can probably get away with offering more promotions because they've got trust in the brand. They've used it multiple times. Whereas someone who's only purchased once, you may need to do a bit more nurturing um, and just convince them that they should continue with your brand. So like I said, there needs to be a clear difference in strategy between the both, um, which again comes down to, like you said, the segmenting between you know intent, um, how many purchases they made, the actions they've done. Yeah. So that's where it comes, you know, if you're doing email marketing, you need to be analyzing, you know, what people are doing. Um, another recommendation on your emails is potentially use like heat maps because they have, you know, systems where you can check your emails, see what the, uh, you know, what is getting the interest to, because you can see, you know, yes, you can check the clicks, but you can also see where people were interested, but maybe they didn't click. Yeah. And so those kinds of things, you know, you're going to want to be able to dive into and the bigger your audience the more diving you're going to have to do, you know, and potentially though, there's more opportunity. I say, but you have to, don't be lazy about it. Essentially. You know, if you're just sending here, let me send another promo and another promo and another promo, you know, email marketing is um, it's really, and with most digital marketing, it's analyzing the data, seeing what people are doing, what actions they're taking, and then having appropriate follow-up based on what stage, because once you've got them in, you know, to your, you know, email sequences, they've been, uh, you know, they've bought, you've got to start nurturing, but they're going to come along in, in different, uh, different rates, essentially. Yeah. I think it's a good point that you made about, you know, being laser people clock onto this stuff. Um, especially I think now they're a lot, they're a lot more aware of it, um, of brands, you know, just taking this general kind of cookie cutter mm-hmm. approach. But as soon as you take that more personal approach, that's, what's going to keep someone on. As opposed, yes, you might like a a brand with, say, an average product and a brand with a good product. The brand that is more in sync with their their subscribers and has more of a community is going to sell more than the brand with a good product that just kind of says, here's 10%, here's 10%, here's 10%. People are fed up of that now. I'm sure if you look in your own inbox, it's just 25% off, flash sale, discount, and you just drown in the emails. Whereas if it's a more personal and high intent email, then... I know that's what's going to make the difference. Yeah, you're you're right about that. I've got some emails that I get from, um, you know, brands, uh, and I don't even open them because it's just you know, I every single day I get something. You know, get this discount off this discount. You know, quick sale, flash sale, whatever. I'm like, I don't care. You know, (laughs) like I'm, you know, like say, throw me enough, and maybe you know, you hit the right moment (laughs) that I need something. You know, but otherwise I'm, I've tuned it out and you're lucky I, you know, haven't unsubscribed because I'm getting tired of the volume. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think people, it, it devalues your brand. If you're constantly chucking out discounts, people just end up waiting thinking, oh, they're probably going to offer a greater discount. I'll wait another week. I'll wait another week. And they end up waiting forever and never making a purchase. Yeah. So it's discounts need to be used. Yes. They've got their place, but a lot of brands have fallen into the trap of relying on them. Um, to make sales, which is never a yeah. good thing to do. Yeah, we just had um, Best Buy, you know, large retailer for all, or not Best Buy, um, 
Bed Bath & Beyond, yeah, a large retailer for home goods and stuff went bankrupt. And they were known for like this uh, blue postcard special deal. You know, you always knew in the mail it was a, that you would get one of these things and it would have like 20% off storewide or something. But it was like clockwork. They used the same promotion for years. And so people knew that if they just waited, eventually the card would show up because it would be there once a month or something. And yeah, did it drive a lot of sales? Sure. A lot of 20% off sales. <laughs> you know, so that, that can be your problem. You cut your own margins. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think where it, with these educational emails and you know, the post purchase sequence, but also just as your email strategy as a whole, you're nurturing your subscribers so that when you do run these discounts, they are far more receptive to it. It's 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 much more exciting, and there's much more. You know, they have a reason to use this discount. So you, you you'll probably see more sales, if not the same, even if you do run less discounts, but you provide these educational emails over time. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation. Um, you know, how would people, Toby, get a hold of you if they want an email marketing specialist such as yourself to be able to help them? Of course. So, the main place to find me would be on LinkedIn. So, it's Toby Chapman, but that's T O B I. Um, my parents spell it weirdly for some reason. And my website is just everboost.co.uk. Great. I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. We've been talking about, you know, the post-engagement email. You know, you've got them, you already sold them something, but how do you really build loyalty with them so that they'll buy from you in the future? Email marketing is a way you can get it done. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Cheers, Cash. Thank you for tuning in to Marketing Masters, the agency power show. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.